0: welcome back guys to the black women working podcast i am so happy to be hosting this one this one is a topic that i'm so happy to kind of delve into with the ladies um how is everyone doing once again all good right Chantal here thank you Oh, lovely. We're not, Nat's not with us today, but she's with us in spirit. I'm sure she'd have a lot to say on this topic. So, um, yeah, so we'll see her again in the next um, podcast. Um, just to remind you guys to follow us on our socials at BWW Podcast UK um, on Twitter and Instagram. And you can email us at blackwomenworkinguk at gmail.com. So today we're going to be talking about job security. Now um, I'm sure the ladies have a lot to say, I also do, but um, it's a topic that I've always kind of wanted to delve in on the podcast. It's something that a lot of people feel a lot of different things about, especially depending on where you're working and how you're working, what type of job you're doing, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're working for somebody, if you're trying to go into something, there's a lot of different things that job security security would cover so I think it's really important for us to kind of tackle this and get into it and see how we get on. Um, First of all, before we start delving into the questions, um, I just wanted to give a, um, I just wanted to give a definition of what job security is and which I found from the Oxford Dictionary to kind of give people a little bit of a background and those that are not entirely sure what it is. I've got a bit of a a definition here, so hopefully everyone can understand it. So what I found is it's the state of having a job that is secure and from which one is unlikely to be dismissed. So ladies, I don't know if that makes sense to everyone. What do you guys think?
1: Hmm. I think that's interesting.
0: Um, say that last bit again again so so I'll repeat the whole I'll repeat the whole thing so you can hear it it says the state of having a job that is secure and from which one is unlikely to be dismissed okay I think yeah that makes sense to me but I
1: probably would have um described it as something more expensive than that I think job security to me is um is actually wrapped up a little bit in our personal kind of feelings about the role as well so I would feel really secure in a job if I like the role that I'm doing the people that I'm working with what I'm learning as well as kind of believing to I guess to a certain extent if that's the correct word to use that I can be there for you know a relatively decent amount of time or long amount of time um yeah that's kind of how I would approach it in that sense
0: yeah I definitely see it the similar way Shan yeah I think I think there's definitely like
2: two sides of the coin here or, or at least two um in that you know when we think about job security in the de- definition you've given that works um and I guess part of our conversation is going to lean towards like job insecurity and the idea that You know, zero hour contracts are something that are relatively new in terms of how people feel safe in their job and and those sort of policies or practices go against that definition. But yes, very much like tolls, the other side of the coin is, you know, what actually happens in our workplace that allows us to feel secure, whether that's to do with workplace bullying or confidence in how we do our role, things like that.
0: Okay, so yeah, definitely the, the flip side to it is those those things that how do we feel secure within our role and things like that. So I've got a few questions here that I think would be good to kind of delve into so we can get into the topic a bit more. My first question to you guys is why is job security important to us? And when I say us, you personally or us as black women, you guys can answer it either way. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> in
2: terms, I think I think there's, you have to consider someone's personality and I'm someone who is quite risk averse and I, I like security. And so the idea of like temping and job hopping, um, is really, really, really not for me. Um, I think it's the way that I plan and I financially forecast and then on top of my responsibilities in terms of being a mother and a homeowner I just can't even even the like I could see a dream role and if it was like a year maternity or you know uh, what they call it um mat leave cover (laughs) or temp or 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 temporary contract yeah I can't can't do that I'd struggle because the process of like getting a job, even though it says like eighteen months contract, twelve month contracts, whatever, but um, going in and then knowing I'm gonna to have to go through the whole process of applying for a job again, which you pretty much have to start before the year's up, three month, um, three months before the, the contract ends or whatever, nine months in, it's mm. just too much hassle for me. So, job security is it, it's it's priority.
1: Okay, tolls. Um, I hear what Shan said, and it's so funny because I've always, or for the most part of my working career now, I think it might have evened out. Now, I've been that person, and just like temporary, temporary, or contract, contract. And there was a time when I was dying for like a permanent role, and then I got it, and I was like, um, <laughs> not sure about this, really. I don't know, some way, somehow, I've always just managed to, like, find a way. But also, there is a part of me, too, that's also risk-averse and doesn't really want to continue living that lifestyle. Like, that was just, like, something permanent. But then the thing is with me, I tend to get... No, exasperated is the wrong word, but I don't know. Bored seems a bit extreme, but it is an element of that with roles quite It's boredom. It's boredom. Yeah, and, like... (laughs) within a year I'm just like yeah (laughs) no I mean under a year sometimes I very it's actually hard for me to like stay in a role like for a year to be honest with you even though there I have been roles when I've been in for like four years two years whatever but it was just because there was nothing better (laughs) (laughs) to be honest with you so like I I actually don't think you're risk averse, Chantal, just in general. Like, I don't think you are. I think you take risks with your career and stuff, and it pays um, off for you. But maybe in terms of wanting a role that kind of like you're not having to reapply every three months, six months, or whatever, that's kind of where you draw the boundary in terms of you taking a risk. But me, I'm a bit, I can be a bit impulsive in that regard. And like, if I just want to stop doing something, I'm going to stop doing it. (laughs) I'm just going to stop.
2: And I don't think that's a bad thing in terms of like where we're talking about the feelings and emotions that are linked to job security or job insecurity in that sometimes I think if we get too bogged down with security, we we may find ourselves staying in places that we don't want to stay um, when we could make a move. So I, it's not it's not a bad thing at all.
0: I think um, to kind of round up what you guys have said as well, like I can see. So with Shan, you were saying like elements of being a mom, being a homeowner. And I think for black women, um, many of us are like in that stage where we're trying to like, you know, we, we, we're a mother or we are a or we're both. Um, and we're trying to like make sure that the finances are secure. So finances play a lot of a role in like job security because, you know, OK, for the next a time that I want to be here for permanent it could be forever I'm going to be on X amount or I could be going up each year depending on what happens but if you're doing something like a temp role or a one-year contract two-year contract at the end of that contract are you going to have a job how are the finances going to work so I think that's where it becomes a bit higgy hagger, really um, I think for me I did have a contract role and I think Oh, it was one of the worst times of my life because I was on tenterhooks. One day they were telling me I'm staying. The next day they're telling me there's no budget. The next day they're telling me I'm staying. And the next day they're telling me there's no budget. So I was like back and forth. So that time period that Shanyu was talking about where you'd have to start preparing to look for a new job. I was trying to do that, but then they were telling me I was staying. So I was happy to stay because I did want to stay in that role. So it it's just a lot of up and down. And I think that's why. For me personally, and I'm sure others would agree that job security is important because you kind of know where you're going um, and you can kind of then decide if you want to leave or not. I don't know. Let me know if you, what you guys think. Yeah.
1: no, I hear you from that angle. And actually you mentioned something that I kind of missed when I was um, given my explanations because you actually said, what does it mean to us as black women? Obviously, we've got to take into consideration just like how many obstacles there are in terms of us getting roles in the first place, which is why I think more than your average person or your average white person, your average definitely your average white male, job security is so important to us because we know that we sometimes can't just roll into next role. I say sometimes because I know people that do just like bam 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 bam, bam roll roll roll, and that's that's been the um, experience of finding roles. But a lot of us will report that you know it feels like the hoops that we have to jump through are higher and smaller in terms of getting into certain roles. So by the time we've done all that, we're mentally, emotionally, physically exhausted. And um, even to the point that even if that situation doesn't turn out to be beneficial to us, and we can see that very quickly, we will tend to stay there longer than we should because job security. And there's so much riding on that. And when you bring dependence into that, whether that's a spouse, whether that's um, children, whether that's family members you're taking care of, like all kind of ambitions sometimes personal ambition sometimes has to be put on a back burner um because job security basically and we have to think about the consequences of not having job security so much more than other intersections of society
2: I 100% agree with that um I, I want to mention something but I, I know I know that Rachel has um I'm going to leave it I'm going to leave it I'll come back to it and I will reference when I'm coming back to it but yeah Rach I think um one of the questions that you had sort of stated originally was like what are the factors then that we should consider if we are entering the realm of job insecurity and uh tolls for someone who perhaps has done it a little bit more than me
1: why are you asking me for do you think I considered things I told you I'm impulsive I'll just be like yeah you <laughs> know let me do you know what yeah all my in quote unquote jobs insecurity I'm not gonna lie to you majority of it has been unplanned it's only recently that um <laughs> recently being last year where I was like yeah no nah, I'm just gonna take a break from work <laughs> and I didn't have anything lined up <laughs> Um, What did I consider? Well, the considerations were, can I afford this, (laughs) first of all? And second of all, do I know what direction I want to go next? Because I think you can't really make that decision if you don't have the finances to kind of back it up. Um, And if you don't really know what you want to do, well, you can. But for me, those are the baseline criteria that I had to have to jump into that period of job insecurity. But before that, the job insecurity... Well, I don't really refer to it as job insecurity. I don't refer to contracts as job insecurity. I refer to it, me getting a taste of something. I did it, didn't quite find it was for me, and I moved on to something else. So like I said, for me, job insecurity is also very much connected to the emotions of um, of the role. So if it's just a case of, oh, you're just getting new contracts, to me that's not insecurity. But if it's a case of, oh, you're moving constantly into new roles because you don't like um, what you're doing or you can't find the roles that you want to be in then that I would classify as job insecurity so yeah that's the way I've answered your question to be honest with you I haven't I don't see having contractual work or temporary work as a form of job insecurity um only if I don't know what direction I want to go in next and I don't have the finances to back up any period of like I don't know unemployment
2: Mm. see what jumps out to me is like I think listening to you it it definitely it definitely shows a certain mindset like (laughs) there's an openness and you call it impulsiveness but it's like you don't not you don't care to be fixed but I feel like there's a there's a there's a trait that might come with someone Mm. who's open to to flexing and being flexible and being movable in their jobs, if they, if that's a phrase to use. Mm, um, which is why I, like, and I'm still like, yeah, I don't know if that's <laughs> me. I think what stands out, what kind of the things that stand out to me with this, and I'm, I can only speak objectively because I'm, as we know, I'm a teacher and, and most of my jobs are just like, unless I go for something that's mat cover maternity cover it's a job full time but when I think about the circumstances that people find themselves in when perhaps they are on a zero hour contract or Mm. they're on a temporary contract even contract even contracting actually I think there's a big factor around employment right and Mm -hmm. the being an employee and being a worker um And so things like sick pay, holiday pay, even dismissal in that if you're an employee, there are processes that need to happen in terms of first warning, thermal warning, you know, grievance or whatever the the, the thing is, whereas when you are a worker or you're on a temporary contract or a zero hour contract, a lot of those rights do not apply to you. Mm -hmm. And so... I think there's something to be said about like how you navigate that depending on your industry perhaps making sure that you're part of a union just just knowing that you know they, and there's a, I think there's a different level of planning because mm-hmm. even my friends are well to do like in working in finance as contractors mm-hmm. and consultants they then have to plan their lives as someone who's self-employed even that part you know is the person you're working for going to file your taxes or are you responsible for that and these are some of the things that have come up and I find that even my 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 contractor friends and consultant friends definitely appear as like more self-employed and there's definitely um like a, a tighter strategy around how they look at their money how they look at their debt to their time on and off How they look at um, what's the other thing I was mentioning? Six out of my brain, but yeah, it's definitely
1: stuff like
2: that. Not necessarily six, but like even your movements when you're looking for a new contract, knowing just knowing your knowing your finances. So, I think those are the factors that would stand out to me, um, when I look at it, outside in,
1: yeah, yeah, the outside you've pulled up some good points there because you make me think about like certain times when people are like oh why don't you just go and do xyz um and chase your dream chase what are you okay I don't have time to be stressing about when how I'm going to pay the next bill do you know what I mean everyone's boundary is different and my boundary right now is no. I don't need to be an entrepreneur I don't need it I don't need that stress of just like going out like my mindset (laughs) is not there right so it was important, like what you said before about mindset as well. Yeah, I might have a so- certain level of flexible mindset, but then it's not as flexible as other people's right now. Because some people are like, yeah, caution to the wind. Well, I would call it caution to the wind, but they're them, they're like, it's my one shot, like, I don't know,
0: Eminem eight mile style, Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, let me just go for it. No, 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 no. I have constraints. <laughs> yeah, but tolls. you know, those people, I think those people actually are doing it more because they want to experience it. They're just like, you know what, I don't care. I'm going to go and I'm going to go and do this job because, you know, it's the experience and maybe it's the chance to work for a company they've always dreamed of or the chance to uh, work in an area that they've wanted to always work. And they're just like, you know what, I don't care. I'm going to go and do it. And job security doesn't even cross their mind. It just goes left. Like, they're just like, whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's a, it plays the lower kind of consideration and I hear that but it's so interesting like all the angles you can come at this topic from because there's some people like and especially from the older generation maybe our parents or like uncles aunties like they cannot even fathom the way that we operate now as millennials in terms of our work they're like what Listen. you want to apply- move on what do you mean
2: <laughs> right even when you're just applying for a new job the parents be like um are you sure you want to move it's like yes yes i am sure i want to move
0: <laughs> you know that when yeah. enough is enough and you're just like i need to move on yeah. to something new now they're like where are you going you just got there what about your cv it's not gonna look good anymore i'm like huh? yeah. then
1: with their 25 year jobs i cannot even imagine i cannot they imagine t- it
0: listen tolls when some of my clients tell me oh i've worked at this place for 18 years i've worked at this place for 20 years I'm like how how I I don't know how that's possible like I just don't know I really don't know but I think there's another factor there
2: because Rach like you mentioned in one of your roles where they were like um maybe we'll keep you on maybe we won't people who are saying oh this is a dream organization or a dream job to be in I think like one of the things that we we know as i i don't really consider myself as a millennial i think i'm a little bit older than that but hi um but as are you taking a meeting really,
1: there's not that many months between us stop talking <laughs> <laughs> we're millennials come 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 well like like even her connection was insulted by that just dropped her out but anyway <laughs> oh no
0: she's not she's like <laughs> She's in shock. She's in shock. (laughs) Sorry, Shan, continue. (laughs) Okay, well, moving on. We'll move on. We'll get back to this. No, it's a good message. (laughs) It's a good message, but the universe don't want to hear it. It clearly... So we're moving on now to the next point, which is quite present now. So obviously, we've just gone through like COVID. Well, it's not over. We're still in COVID now. We're still trying to get to the end of it. And I don't think we ever will. Sorry to be negative, but we're we're getting through it. Um, Do you think that COVID has like, you know, changed the job market, the labour market and changed the term job security? Because I've seen a lot of things like kind of happen since COVID and the way that Job security may be seen as before and it's not the same. So, yeah, it's not the same at all, at all for me, anyway, from what I've seen in my clients and things. I think, again, there's two ways to look at this. I think,
2: on one hand, we definitely have organizations who are under financial pressure. And so, literally, security relies on the viability of the business like can they afford to keep you um, and we've definitely touched on that at least in our lives about you know in our lives um, on Instagram about like managing stress and anxiety in that time but I think on the positive note in terms of job security amongst um, the current climate is that the level of flexible working that we're allowed to engage with working from home um which serves a lot of employees because people are working longer and stuff I think there's been a lot of people who've been able to prove the impact of their work especially under difficult circumstances which kind of just cosigns you know what I'm worth it keep me that's what I think
1: Yeah, you're right. I hear that. That's a good angle. I didn't even think of it in that way. Mm. Um, Yeah, I do think you're right, Rachel, like coronavirus has um, created another extra side to job insecurity. Um, I think it's been a case of extremes for people, really. Some people felt really empowered by the pandemic and empowered to make choices that will prioritise their mental health, their wellbeing, and ultimately, like their peace in life. So instead of running themselves ragged in these kind of roles in which they were prior they've come to an understanding that that's not really job security and actually their new iteration new version of job security is prioritizing like their wellness and a work-life balance that's job security to them and then there's some other people who were um in kind of roles, maybe like your zero hours contracts, those kind of things, who kind of getting by. It wasn't easy, but they were still getting by. And then this pandemic has plunged them just into the abyss in terms of finances and etc. And so for them, their new iteration of job security is: I don't want to do any of these roles ever again in my life. Like I need something that's more stable, more secure, offers me benefits in case something like this um, happens again. So. I think those are the two extremes of the new spectrum that um, coronavirus has introduced. And there's people in the middle of that, of course, as well.
0: Yeah, so I agree, Tolls. Like, there's quite a few different factors, you know, regarding coronavirus and how it's affected the way job security is for people now. I think what I've kind of found is a lot of people have told me, oh... Rachel, I kind of feel like I have to prove myself more often. And I'm kind of getting questioned. Like I'm able to work from home, but I'm then getting questioned. What are you doing? I'm getting micromanaged a lot more. And they haven't really seen the benefit from people I've spoke to haven't really seen the benefit too much of coronavirus. Some have in terms of they weren't able to work from home and now they are. But that comes with its own problems if you've got a manager that's always on your back trying to ask you, you know, what are you doing? How are you doing it? What have you done today? Show me all the work, send me all your emails and all of these things. So that kind of has come up. And I do think now people are thinking, you know what, I've been made redundant here or I was, um, I was I was working from home for so long and now they're telling me to come back into the office. Do I really have to go back to the office? All these types of things have come into it when people are thinking about job security. So I think it has kind of changed the way people think about job security because although their job might have been secure, they might have not liked what it had changed into as, um based on what has happened with coronavirus they might be like since covid i don't Mm -hmm. really like my job anymore and i want to change how i feel about it so i think a lot of feelings and personality comes into it in that aspect um so just moving swiftly on um there are well there are a lot of people that are going to think you know job security what does that mean to me how can i navigate myself in the working environment with job security and what can i do to kind of make sure that where i'm going is secure and my job is secure so i don't know if you guys wanted to chip in there to kind of bring your ideas to the forefront
1: what that would look like is different for everybody of course i think ultimately Mm. the people considering that job security um kind of question and maybe the first thing they kind of need to ask themselves is what do they want ultimately what do they want in a role What is their ideal case scenario and Mm -hmm. what um, what would they be willing to accept that isn't the uh, uh, at the top end of their ideal case scenario? Um, Because that's a really difficult question. How do I avoid job insecurity? it's going to look like different things in different stages of your life and at different points um, of your career? So I think the priority really is to know exactly what you want to do. And I say that like that's an easy thing and it's not an easy thing. Sometimes it is even trial and error, but at least having one sort of direction that you can explore, maybe even a few directions as well um, is making a start. I mean, if we if you think about it, life is long, God willing. You know, we work for however many years is, I don't know. I can't do maths like that. I don't know. 50, 60, however many years. So what people should think or remember is that you don't have to stay in the same kind of role for all of your life. You have the possibility and capability of, you know, exploring lots of different avenues. So what is it that you want to do now? What would bring you satisfaction? What, is, what, what are you looking for in terms of financial enumeration? What would enable you to, cav- to cover the basics that you need? and then you move on from there you build on top of it like the luxuries on top of that so what allows you to cover your basic needs first of all and then I would say keep on working on top of that from okay you want this okay so what do I need in order what kind of job would I need in order to be able to do this and to do that and kind of yeah that's the way I would tackle it to be honest
0: Yeah,
2: like. I think I think the financial aspect is probably the biggest aspect for most people and we speak about that and definitely as a platform we encourage that black women are looking at their financial well-being and being financially savvy in terms of knowing you know what are the savings for your dreams and what are the savings for the rainy days as it were to sort of mitigate um against unforeseen circumstances if they if they may come or planned circumstances you might know fully well what you're getting yourself into um so i would say definitely like looking at your finances i think and to speak to the point that i was going to make before um i think there's something about like being really clear with the employer about what what is the intention of the role for the time that I'm here because there's nothing I don't think there's anything wrong with having a number of employees on your CV so long as for each job you can say this was my role and this is what I achieved this was the impact this was the outcome and you can only sort of be clear on that through open transparent conversations with the employer so whether that means that they then end up keeping you or it means that you um you leave but you leave knowing that everybody was satisfied out of that situation and you've got a strong sort of um launch pad into your next role is the other thing i think i've got two more points i think like speaking to what i was saying earlier about some of the factors to consider unions that might be available to you even though your like employment status might be might not be secure in in looking at how your rights can be protected or just knowing you know what are the processes for if xyz happens where can I go what can I do and lastly I think when I think about people and the women that I know that work in sort of more professional roles maybe more senior roles a lot of them have recruitment agents and I hadn't really considered that before. Um but you know I've been in conversations with women and they're like I'm gonna I'm gonna contact my agent and <laughs> you're like your agent who are you fam but um so you've got someone who's actually got their thing their finger on the pulse and their finger on the ball working for you. What I don't know which is where we miss Natalie because Natalie Will know a lot about this in terms of if there's a fee attached or if it's just signing up to different agencies or if you have a particular um like relationship with one recruiter, but they'll keep their fingers on the pulse to know, right, your contract's um terminating, this is a new role that's coming up, and they sort of line you up. Or they're also good to have the conversations with your employer should you find yourself in a tricky situation or you want to navigate your pay. Um, so yeah, that's what I would say.
0: Oh, both wonderful answers to that. Um, I'll add my bit, but I just wanted to add on to what you said, Shan, in regards to having an agent. So when I was with that company that was doing back and forth with, yes, we're keeping you, no, we're not keeping you. I actually signed up to an agent. Um, it was free. Um, I don't know if all agents are free, so don't quote me on that, but it was free. And um, she helped me to look for other roles in similar in a similar job to that I was doing. I didn't actually take the role that she offered me but it was good to have her like working in the background. Uh, She had all my details in terms of CV, uh, what type of role I wanted, what areas I kind of wanted to work, like I didn't really want to come outside of London so she kind of worked in that remit and she was able to find me something and she did get me a few interviews. I didn't go with anything that she offered but it was good to have her working in the background while I was at work because then I wasn't having to look for jobs, search manually, and she kind of did that background. So yes, getting an agent, I think, is definitely a good way to kind of secure yourself if you know that you're working in a a role that's like temporary or contract and it's coming towards the end. Getting somebody like that, they work in the background for you, and I think that's really good. Um, Just to add on to the tips that I would suggest is, um, having, and I always say this, I'm sure everyone, all the listeners are tired of me, but LinkedIn, Um, LinkedIn really, really helps. For me and my clients, I don't know if you guys have experienced any good times with LinkedIn, but there's always things on there, job opportunities, things that crop up and areas that you could just swiftly move into, especially if your job is secure, but you just wanna move out of there and you just wanna go into something different. You wanna change your career or any of those type of things. I think LinkedIn always seems to help. There's always something going and something for you to think about via linkedin um another thing i would say is and this is me just being in my own industry up but trying to see if you can get yourself a careers advisor sometimes you might actually be able to move somewhere else in your job or just something else if your role isn't secure you can do that i think it's quite good to have a chat just to see if you're on the right track make a plan um i think having a secure role is all really about planning and making sure you've planned properly um for what you're doing so I would say that but um yeah I don't know if you guys have had any input from LinkedIn just to finalize if you guys have looked at LinkedIn and see what you guys think about it
1: yeah I use LinkedIn quite a lot to um apply for stuff and a lot of people kind of reach out to me via it and Do you know what as you're talking like it just occurred to me like really and truly there's no such thing as a secure role like you know, what I mean anything can happen in any role. And maybe one day people like it happens to people all the time suddenly they get made redundant X, Y, Z, so again. I think sometimes it's about, especially as black women, let's be a bit savvy about it and not ever really consider a role like, yeah, that's my own role and that's it. No, 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 no. Don't pigeonhole yourself. Always have your eye out. And it's one thing I think Natalie's mentioned in one of the previous episodes that we've had, Like, even if she's in a role and she like it and she's enjoying it, she's always like speaking to a recruiter on the side, just like keeping her eyes, you know, fresh and seeing what other opportunities might be out there as well. So, I mean, that would be, my advice personally to any black women working especially like for us um the concept of a secure role is very very fluid sometimes so always you know I always say I don't know which way I always say but you know don't always let your left
0: hand know what your right
1: hand is doing yeah (laughs) definitely sometimes just you
0: know you know what's funny about this episode We've mentioned Natalie quite a lot. She's gonna love us. We have to tell her. Listen, we've bigged you up quite a lot in this episode, you know. <laughs> we didn't forget you at all, at all. Um, so Shan, do you have any last comments? And then I'll make my last comments. No, I think no. I don't. I just
2: think that as the final thing, I say no, and then I'm like the final thing. <laughs> um, in, just in speaking to like being insecure, we spoke about like contractually from. From the set, from the offset, if you're in what can be described as an insecure, role. but I just think insecurity is a form of anxiety in terms of emotion, and the one way you can overcome that, and I've I've alluded to it earlier, was is just to be clear, just to be clear of expectations, what's expected of you, what the expected outcome is, in knowing um, how to perform well in your job to minimise any sort of anxiety around whether or not people i don't know like you whether or not people know you keep the communication questions in a timely manner
0: so we're just coming to the end now but i'll just give my last little comments um thank you again everyone for listening to us we appreciate all your listens and all your messages and everything that you guys give to us because we're doing this for you guys and ourselves of course but we're doing this for you guys so we can give you guys a bit of an insight into what we've been through and what things have happened for us so um please continue to shout us out and tell all your mates and stuff what we're doing um keep the conversation going on our social media so it's hashtag BWW Podcast UK or adding us on our social media it's BWW Podcast UK UK on instagram and twitter and you can even email us we literally love your emails especially the long ones we like to read through them so please email us at blackwomenworkinguk@gmail.com. at gmail.com so until next time it's goodbye good evening good morning <laughs> see you guys later <laughs> thanks great bye, bye. bye. bye.